Welcome to Parks and Rec, episode 124. We're going to open up a big old grizzle box in this episode. It's season 7, episode 5 of the show Parks and Rec. This one directed by our very own Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler, written by Donna Carey, and original air date, January 27th, 2015. I'm Joey. I'm Haley. And I am McShonald's. Welcome, McShonald's. A double. What's what's your uh, your go to McShonald's order? But also, you're not McShonald's right now. Don't yeah, get I'm that not... in your head. Yeah, don't be ordering <laughs> McShonald's. Just what is your go to order? The DoorDash. Um, Put it away. My uh, <laughs> my go to is the double cheeseburger, no pickles, extra slice of cheese, large fry, large coke, easy ice, and if I'm really drunk. A uh, a baker's dozen of cookies because I need the order to be over twelve bucks so I can get a free delivery from DoorDash. What is the difference between the amount of the cookies, like the cost of the cookies, and the delivery fee? <laughs> it's uh, yeah okay. So yeah, but like, then it's like, why not just have the cookies? Yeah, why not just have the cookies? I'm just yeah. curious. I'm just curious. No, man. I know what you're getting at. Like, you would probably just spend less money if you didn't order $4 worth of cookies. Uh, but the cookies are 4 bucks because it's $3, $4. Um, but, yeah, but why not? I, I'm liquor-fueled. Why not get a bunch of cookies? I mean, they are good cookies. It's yeah, understandable. and if it's yeah, going to get you that free delivery and it's roughly the same price, like, yeah, do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We sure will do it. But before we do do it, uh-huh. Sean, you have a just an exotic wine bottle over there. Ooh. Please. I do. Please tell us what it's all about. Today's drink of the episode is a 2018 Cabernet how do you say the second word? Sauvignon. Sauvignon, Sauvignon, Sauvignon? I believe. Okay. Sauvignon, um, Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> it's called Fitvine. Um, it, it is advertised to fitness people because there's a silhouette of a man running with a, uh, oh, a wine man glass running. Oh, yeah. a man running. Yeah. Mm. Running with a wine glass. Wow. With a wine glass and a uh, vine of grapes in the That's other. That's dangerous. <laughs> What if you Let's really saw out. that? Like <laughs> <laughs> in real life, you're like, hey, uh, yeah. does he's anyone a have a barrel? Mm, this looks fun. I must get what he's having. All right, so the back, the back is entertaining. Uh, it says in big letters: "We crush grapes, you crush life." Um, <laughs> fit, fit vine, <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> Fitvine was born when friends got together to make wines that fit into their active lifestyles. With rich flavor and low residual sugar, Fitvine won't hold you back. If you're looking for a wine that champions the way you want to live your life, crushing it at work, at the gym, and at home with the family, drink with us. What was the most appealing part for you, Sean? What hooked you in? Oh, it's obviously the silhouette of the man running with the... uh, 
vine of grapes. That's what I thought. It's all about that bottle art. But, but Sean, is it? wine. Is it a more entertaining bottle than the doctor from Absolutely not. Episode? The doctor <laughs> is great. Because it just caught me off guard. Because y'all were saying doctor, and I didn't understand until I saw the bottle. It's a, it's a doctor. The dog <laughs> with the doctor's coat and like a stethoscope. Oh, my God. It was, that was classic. That's the best... <laughs> Best label I've ever seen. We uh, definitely still have that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it, it really does brighten the day. It's like yeah. having a you know a succulent at your desk or a wacky inflatable guy at your desk. You just look at it. Makes your day. Makes the day. Well, Sean, hopefully this rejuvenating wine that oh, you man. have in front of you will lead you to a trivia victory. Because currently you're down three to one. Okay, all right, all right. Your last so, year's Denver Nuggets. The uh, Oh, okay, I was going to go with the Cavs, but yeah, let's do Oh, your 2016's Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. Your, I want to be LeBron. Your 2011 Chicago Bulls. And I'm the, the person they were playing in these scenarios. <laughs> yes, Haley's the other one. Yeah. Also in that, <laughs> that last uh, example that I just gave the Bulls then, lost game five, so... <laughs> <laughs> probably probably not the best motivational <laughs> tactic for Sean here, but we are excited either way. I'll ask each of you three questions. If you don't know the answer to one of them, I mean, give me a guess. Give me a guess. You've given me a couple I mean, of I, I don't knows I in the past. I I think we try to give you a guess most of the time. Yeah, but give me one that makes sense. Um, Sean thought Ron started you. an OnlyFans in his last one. Preposterous, <laughs> I mean, Sean. I would believe Nick OnlyFans wasn't like... a thing in 2020. 14, Prove it. maybe in 2017. Uh, as co-founder, I think I know when the company started. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the answer, the other one... May steal? May steal for a point or two, as we will see on these first questions Uh-oh, for each of Sean. you, which are worth two points apiece. Sean, your first question. The beginning of this episode, Grizzle is delivering boxes to everyone. Perhaps this is why the episode is called Grizzle Box. Oh. Drones just dropping presents for everyone. Free presents, too. And Donna opens hers up. What is inside of her grizzle box? Oh, shit. Um, it's what her and Joe call each other. It's, a, it's two things of honey. Or maybe one thing of honey. It's honey. Honey bears. And uh, it's like snuggle pups, snuffle pups. Wait, that's not a thing. Um <laughs> I think you're thinking of it's, your uh, your class in Harry Potter. Your oh, house. Hufflepuff. God yeah. damn it. No. I'm fucking Hufflepuffs. Um, <laughs> We're the best. No. We, anyways, it's honey, and I'll take the half there because I don't remember what else was in there. One point for Sean Haley, your chance to steal. I believe it was two honey bears and, a, and some sugar plums. A jar of sugar plums. That is correct. Yeah. Which are the pet Which names. Which are the nicknames. Although I don't believe she other. specifies who is who. She doesn't. I assume Donna is the Maybe honey Maybe they bear. use them both interchangeably. Perhaps, yeah. Honey plums. Bear sugar. Haley, mm-hmm. your first question. Also. How, did, how was that point total? Was that? One, one. One, one. That... One for each of you. Oh, it's a not fu- half and a half? A full one. No, because no. he said they're each worth two. 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. If I'm gonna have to tell you what's in a different box, though. Haley, your first question: What is in Leslie's Grizzle Box? Hmm. I don't. I. I. I know one of them's a picture of something. Gonna need a little more Uh specificity. Are you? Yes. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> a picture of something and something else two points and for another Haley. another something was in there too uh yeah it was like a f- there were people it was people in a photo doing something i think they had some kind of like hats or something on but i don't you know so i'm gonna go with hatted people like hat wearing people and um margarita mix sean your chance for a steal can you repeat the question, please? What is in Leslie's Grizzle Box? Uh, it's a Joe Biden book. Fuck, it um, is. <laughs> uh, what else is in there? Um, I just remember the book because it's like him riding the train through, like a thousand ways in the Northeast or something like that. Yeah, and then <laughs> Ben's like, a thousand? <laughs> I think it's quotes. Like. <laughs> okay, Leslie's Box, Leslie's Box. Is, is that Joe Biden book? And I don't know. Leslie loved it. It was a um, it's a Supreme Court, uh, but in a friend's pose, uh, drinking milkshakes. Shit, it is. Sean getting <laughs> two out of two here to take a commanding three to one yeah, lead. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. yes, it's Scotus sli- sipping uh, on friends <laughs> on the friends milkshake. Which I didn't uh, know there was a milkshake. And yeah, it's it spells out S C O T U S instead of friends. And then Biden the Rails, mm-hmm. 1,001 <laughs> poems inspired by my travels through Amtrak's Northeast Corridor. 1,001? Ben is perfect. Just, just the Northeast Corridor. It's not even across the country. <laughs> Nicely done, dude. Very well done, Sean. Let's see if you can keep the momentum up in... The town hall where the townsfolk, as we'll get to, actually agree with Leslie Note for once. We're on your side this time. Mm-hmm. This time we're on your side. I forget what the chant is, even though they do it quite a bit. But one of the men who come up and complain about their boxes being invasions of privacy, he gets these theater pigs and he says, he shows one that he gets, and he says he'll cherish it forever. What is the pig? It's a picture? No, it's a stuffed pig dressed as a oh, celebrity. A with theater a... pigs. Yes, it's yes. He tra- cherishes one. The, it was Hamuel L. Jackson. And do you know what movie it was from? A pork fiction. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Nice. Hamuel L. <laughs> Is that a Love double it. Just or a one single? point. Just one point. Oh dang! Felt like a double. All right. Well, then it'll be a double. Haley, here's a two pointer for <laughs> you. Giving away oh, points. No. Yeah. But is mine the other pig? Because I don't know what that thing was. No. Okay. It was. It was uh, a musician. I think. No, it was Tom Selleck, but I forget what the pig. Tom Smellick. I don't know. Wink. 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 Tom Selloink. Maybe. Yeah. It's not that though. <laughs> it's not that. Sean with a five to one lead. Your question. Uh-huh. It's like a wild episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Just giving points out. Your second question. Puppy hating Dan. Uh-huh. What does he do to Johnny Karate? 
Like before Before Johnny gets him back by turning like, a bunch of puppies onto thing. him. Yeah. Okay. He says you blank and blank and the crowd loves it. The crowd is children. Uh-huh. He farted on him. And he mm, stole all his shoes. Sean, your chance to steal. I have no recollection of this moment. (laughs) I remember the dogs. (laughs) I'll give Haley a point because she kind of got half of each. He stole his guitar. Mm -hmm. And he put farts in his lunch. Mm -hmm. And that's what the kids love. So stealing (laughs) shoes and farting. Half fun equals each up one, to one point. One yes, total. Got five it. to two. Sean with a commanding lead. Let's see if he can keep it going here. I mean, <laughs> there's only so many more <laughs> points left. He better keep it going. Now, at one point in the episode, we are presented with a enormous terms and conditions from Grizzle about their their usage of people's data, and there's an addendum, there's subfiles, all this fanciness. Ben misses. A small footnote in one of the subfiles. Why? What was he doing instead? Oh, this is this is true to my heart because I was also <laughs> at this movie premiere at, on this date. Ben was at the premiere of Star Wars Episode Seven. Now that's the one with the Wizard Boy, <laughs> according to Ron. What did you? What were just... your thoughts on that movie, Sean? Oh, I loved it. That was one of the best movie premieres I've ever been to, if not the best. What are the other ones you've been to? Oh, um, uh, Avengers uh, Endgame, which is probably, that one's the best. Um, <laughs> no, so I just thought of it like, wait a minute. Seven that, seconds that later, the... you've given up on your Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I, I just remembered yeah, said that. said that was one of the best. Then he said, if not the best. <laughs> oh, dang. But Avengers Endgame was probably the best thing, best premiere I've ever been to. I remember when I was younger, I went to a premiere of X-Men 3, and that's why I stopped going to premieres for a long time after that. Um, I went to the premiere of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie in college. There's a story behind that, and I was pissed. I don't know if we have time. Um, you were pissed as in mad, or I uh, had too much fitness wine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was upset. Okay, I'll tell the story. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my arm, why don't you? Aqua Teen Hunger Force, it came out, I think, sophomore year of college. Um, we, we, I always watched the show on Adult Swim, you know, late at night, because I stayed up till 1 a.m. every day in college for some reason. Um, but the movie came out, and me and my friends wanted to go see it, but they wanted to go to the midnight premiere. I was going to pass. Why? Because I worked at the rec center on campus, at a shift that ended at 11.15, and I was opening the next day, in which I had to be there at 5.45. So, they're going to go to the movie. I'm just going to chill by myself and go to bed. Anyways, um, end the shift, walk back to my dorm. As I get to the door of my dorm, my friends roll up. They sh- Come on, Sean, you got to come. And my friend Casey, he says, whenever he says, that's his thing to get me to go. He just says, come on, Sean. Come on, Sean. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'll go. And so I get in the car. We go to Alamo Draft House. Uh, there's a fake Carl on stage for the movie. Um, the movie happens. The movie sucks. Don't, the best part of the movie was the intro. 
The rest of the movie is absolutely terrible. Anyways, finish the movie, get back at like 3 a.m., make it to work the next morning. My shift ends at 9. I have classes the next day. I missed all my classes because I was Aww. asleep for the rest of the day. And I was so upset that I wasted. The movie was terrible. And I missed all that classes. And that's the year I, I struggled my freshman and sophomore years of college. And that's why it's like, ah, the stupid decisions. Aquatine Hunger Force was the reason why. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, so just that's one of the, the worst movie premieres I've ever been to. It's not the worst. It's pretty good. I don't have a, a sad movie premiere story, but at while at Miami, they had the movie Gridiron Gang shown uh, in the, uh, whatever the name of the theater was. Sorry, person who donated a lot of money to get it named after you. I don't remember it, but The Rock <laughs> came. Oh, so oh, yeah. And then he arrived and talked to us about the movie. And did he, did he do some spoilers? No, no, no. It was I think he it was maybe after we watched it. He did some some Q&A a little bit. And the group of people I was with, we were in the front row. One guy who bit of a complainer said, "Let's move back a row because I don't want to sit in the front row." Understandably. Yeah, that's Although okay. these these seats were far enough like they were farther back than your typical front row would be. So I felt like there was still quite a bit of distance. We moved back a row. Other people file in. They sit in the row in front of us. They when, all got to shake Dwayne Johnson's hand. No, when The Rock comes out, he gave away a, a prize pack that included like some tickets to other movies, like a, I think some stuff on DVD. I think Shit. a gift card somewhere and a signed poster from The Rock. Person directly in front of me, which is where I was where sitting, you were sitting. Oh, wins no. it. And I was furious. Yeah, that sucks. Yes. What's your bad movie story, Haley? Um, I feel like we talked about midnight premieres before, but uh, when I went to the the premiere of Star Wars Episode One, way back in the day, I we stood in line. The line was like wrapping around the building. It was very late. I don't remember what year that came out, but I feel like it was like what, like late nineties, early Star Wars Episode One. I believe it was ninety nine. Yeah. Uh so we were there we got there you had to get there like super early because this I, I don't think they were doing like reservations or anything like you just had to show up and hope to get in so we got in it was uh me my dad and i believe my two next in line brothers well like one older one younger uh and i fell asleep i saw all the credits all the pre- previews and then i went these previews are getting boring i'm gonna take a quick nap and they could not wake me up throughout the entire... I slept through the entire movie, woke up during the end credits. And I was like, <laughs> why didn't you guys wake me up? And they were like, we tried, dude. You wouldn't get up. So that was my fun experience. Not at all surprised. I've only fallen asleep in two other movies ever, like at a movie theater. One was um, actually at Alamo Draft House. We went to the... Um, it's not. It's not a pancake one. What's the one where the, it's just interactive? Like they have a movie the, party, like a quote along. Yeah, like a quote along or yeah, party type thing. So I went to see Beetlejuice with my friend Sammy Cook, and I was just like so freaking tired that day, dude. I can't remember why. I think I don't know narcolepsy, perhaps. No insomnia is what I don't have narcolepsy, but 
uh yeah it was just like a rough day and so I was falling asleep and the woman next to me kept giving me dirty looks I'd like wake up and she was giving me dirty looks and I'm like back the fuck off lady like you don't know my life I could sleep in here if I want um she was like so offended (laughs) that I was yeah like she was so offended that I was falling asleep in this theater I have no idea why and then I fell asleep during I feel like the Simpsons movie maybe or or no I think it was like Shrek 3 we went to see it, me and a bunch of my friends, and I just was like, eh, I'm going to take a nap now. Not that I don't like Shrek, just that I was sleepy that it's day. It's about the third one you're kind of fed yeah, up. Yeah, I was kind of sleepy, and yeah. yeah, there was part of the storyline I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm a nap over here. Well, speaking of third one, here's your third question. Sean has already won. Finally. Sean has already won. Yeah, Sean took the, the lead just, early. This is just the garbage time where you can, you can fluff up the box score a little bit. Ron... Uses a fake name. Oh. What is his fake name? Ron uses a fake name. Yes. Like on the internet? Yes. Or if he's making reservations somewhere or just doesn't want to give away his real info. So he has a fake name. You chuckled out loud when he said Did this. Did I? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, it's um, Ben Scott. Sean, for the steal. I forgot. Does that, it has to do with steak or it's just for the steakhouse? I thought he had a steak pun name because he grinned at the camera after he said it. And I also chuckled, but I don't remember what the name is. Guys, yeah, it, it, he did just say it was for the steakhouse, but I just assumed he used this fake name and in, in other things as well. But yeah, well, I had a lot more blood when I watched this episode than I do now. So <laughs> I'm going to say that that's what it is. The name was Less Vegetables. Oh, yeah, less vegetables. <laughs> I did laugh out loud, and I turned at my sister, and I was laughing, and she just kind of, like, rolled her eyes and did, like, a little chuckle. I forgot about that. Very good, very less good. vegetables. Well, Sean, a fantastic win. Now, what the heck happened this episode? Well, this episode is called Grizzle Box because Grizzle delivers boxes by drones to everybody's houses. With goodies inside. Um, Leslie didn't April. Leslie didn't April hers. Leslie didn't open hers, uh, just because uh, she was suspicious of it. And um, wait, yeah, she opened hers later. Why? Yeah, why I don't she even wait? know if she. Well, I feel like didn't Donna just like come over right away? Oh yeah, Donna was just mad because she, because yeah, she said she was. Um, she had, she works for Grizzle, but now those Grizzle bitches are going down. I don't know if she said bitches because she opened her box and there's the sugar plums and the honey bear, and somehow uh, uh, Grizzle she said they knew only, that they only they only called her, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, they only call each other that. I guess when they text each other that, and so they're mining her data, and they said this is an outrage. This is where we can stick it to them. Because earlier, I guess, Leslie and Ben were trying to figure out ways that they can beat them on this bid, even though they're not offering 90, what's it, 90 million? 92, I think. Billion. Billion. 92 million dollars. 90 million dollars. 90 million dollars. 90 million dollars. And so Leslie's just ready to give up. But Ben says, hey, we're going to find a way to beat them. You beat better odds or worse odds or odds. Um, Yeah, like when? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was just like, um, 
So yeah. So then after Donna opens hers, Leslie opens hers, and that's when it has the uh, the SCOTUS milkshake friends and the Joe Biden book. And they say, all right, you know what we need to do? We need to go undercover and get a tour of Grizzle, which Donna offered them since she still t- kind of technically works for them. And so they can find out how they do it. And since data mining is illegal, they'll take them down. And so they go to the uh, to the Grizzle store, and they're in disguises, but they're not very well disguised. They're like it's like Clark Kent when he puts on glasses, like oh he's yeah, but Superman. nobody ever finds him out, so it must be working. Well, uh, I guess, but the, the, and they well, I forgot what name Leslie made up for her and Ben, but it was I feel like her name to... was kind of like Scarlett Johansson or something, <laughs> something similar to that. It, it was not well done. Uh, and they get the Roscoe. I remember Roscoe's name. He uh, He's the one that's giving him the, the tour. And he's super, super chill. He said, oh, this is the tighter room. Or like, nobody says tight or tighter anymore, do they? Um, there, There's one room where there it's like a mood, mood reader. And it will just direct you to find the nearest coffee shop whether you're in a bad mood or a good mood, because they have a partnership with Starbucks. Uh, they go to... Um, what else did they do? That's the only main room I remember. Anyways, Leslie ends up asking, in her disguise, uh, if, they, if they're doing data mining. And Roscoe says, yeah, totally, we're doing data mining. <laughs> he like, admits to all of it. And... He, at the end of he's of him saying all the information that they're stealing, he calls her Leslie, and she's like, "Wait, how did you know it's me?" And he was like, "Well, we did a face scan when we walked in here. With you know, your device is able to geo, what geocache? We can tell you where you are at all times." And so they he knew it was Leslie the entire time, and so they leave. But they say uh, they're gonna debate. The legality of this situation, which ends up, and he and this, he walks well walks up cruises off on a grizzle board, yeah. which uh, kind of looks like the scale in your bathroom, but is a functioning skateboard. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it it was in his hand. He just put it on the ground, and it was basically it. like he took his tablet and he attached this thing that had wheels to it, and then it, now it was a skateboard. It was just like this he, little thing that clamped on. He skates away. So Leslie and Ben think they got him. Like they admitted to uh, data mining, but now they just got to prove it in court. And the court that they choose to go to is uh, the Purdpole's court. <laughs> Purdpole. Purd has a TV court show, just like Judge Judy, just like Judge Joe Brown, just like the People's Court. Uh, he has the Purdpole's court, and he's just the same old Purd. Just saying the most obvious things. Um, I like how Sean have... expects to be surprised anytime Purd is on air. And then oh is disappointed God. when he does exactly as you'd expect him to. <laughs> so the pur- Purple's Court is Leslie versus Roscoe. Leslie and Ben versus Roscoe. But before they go in and they think they got it, you know, it's going to be an easy case. Ron discovers that, hey... Uh, we might not have a case here because 
Well, not we. Ron's not a, Ron doesn't care because he doesn't want to obstruct a, a private business because he builds all their buildings. Uh, but he, he like shows Ben and Leslie and Donna like not just a contract that however many page contract, 5,000 page contract, but I guess they put a little a footnote that says, hey, this is illegal. Footnote, refer to this addendum or this package, which refer, refers to another pamphlet that says, hey, Grizzle can do this as of it was edited on the day of the Star Wars episode seven opening premiere. So, <laughs> so they don't have a case here because in the contract in the fine, fine print that you need a magnifying glass to read, it says that Grizzle is allowed to do this. Donna Even though the pissed. actual contract says they're not allowed to do this, the addendum <laughs> basically just says like, don't, don't listen to that. We can do it. <laughs> Donna's super mad at Ben. And Ben's starting to freak out because he's, he's like, it's Ice Town all over again. I ruined this city. Um, Ron, Ron still just doesn't kind of care. <laughs> and Leslie's trying to keep Ben in high spirits. Like, hey, this is not Ice Town. Uh, you, you're doing a great job running the city. So the trial starts and Leslie's just kind of talking in circles. And Perth's loving it. <laughs> Perth's in- interested. He's all about it. But then Ben comes out of the back and says, hey, I know it's legal to do this, but it's a bad look. You, you know, you mess with people's privacy. Yada, it's yada, not yada. chill. It's not chill. Oh, man, I, I skipped the whole town hall. But we kind of touched that on a trip. Oh, yeah, that's fine. They had a town yeah. hall. Like, it's, it's a bad look because all the people in Pawnee are upset. And Leslie's surprised for the first time that the people are on her side of things. Nobody likes these boxes because it, it, it exposes all their life. Like, one girl was upset that she opened her box in front of her friends and it was a bunch of Virginia Wolf books. This was now... actually our, our quote of the episode. <laughs> oh, <Sean. okay. laughs> yeah, so I don't believe she has a name. She's just, just a woman girl. number two. She says, I opened my box in front of all my friends and it was a bunch of Virginia Wolf novels. Now Miley and Haley know. I like to read. What if they tell Evan? <laughs> oh man, Evan's going to be disappointed with her. Um, she needs new friends um, <laughs> there's a guy the theater pigs um, that Leslie compared one to Ron Swanson but it wasn't Ron Swanson it was that's the Tom Selloink yeah Tom Selloink Selloink um, what else did they the guy the guy's wife and she admitted to his <laughs> hu- her husband having a, ordering a bunch of genital cream that he needed and now she didn't want the world to know, even though she was telling the world. Um, Only <laughs> it's between him, me, and his many genital warts doctors. <laughs> um, and there was a couple others I can't remember, but they were, those were pretty funny. There's also a deleted scene uh, featuring Joe oh. Mandy as uh, as Morris Lurpus, who you may recall from previous episodes. You'd recognize him immediately when you see him from all the town halls. Yeah. He's always the guy that Leslie throws out. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I see. I know if I see him. Not Harris, him. but but Morris in in a deleted scene. He is basically trying to to make a counterpoint. I think he even says counterpoint, and then he is just reading off the terms and conditions, and basically being like, "Yeah, so it's totally fine." And then everyone boos him and kicks him out per what Haley just said. And he says, "Well, this whole time he's been live streaming it to a website for perverts." 
and oh. continues so live streaming privacy. as he walks out, including he had mentioned something about like foot fetishes too, and films a woman's feet as he's leaving. Okay. <laughs> cut for time. That's yes, cut for time. Perfect. Perfect, uh, you said. Oh my goodness. Anyways, um, so yeah, Ben makes his case and Perd rules it a mistrial. And so at, he doesn't, he forgot his gavel or he, his judge hammer thing, he called it. Oh yeah, and every time he, he kept correcting people to call him Judge Perd, there would be a caption on the screen that says, not a judge. So he's not a judge. But uh, the trial ends in the mistrial and the, they are adjourned and the uh, Roscoe just says, all right, catch you later. Like, he's not mad or anything. Because he was getting a little defensive when Ben was talking. But, uh, no, nah, he's just he's just chill about it. <laughs> um, and so they're going to have to figure out another way to take them down. And there are other plots of the episode. We have April. April and Billy on the street. April and Craig. Uh, Craig wants... April to give the three new interns uh, intro speech because I guess she was an intern at one point. She doesn't want to do it, but then Craig has been going to therapy, uh, has to say three things that make him happy so he won't scream, which he does. And then he asks her again. She's like, all right, I'll do it. So then, but remember, April hates her job. So she goes in there. There's like a two people that are really excited to work in Parks and Rec. And then there's one girl who is just like her, who is just here to do the college credits for a college she's not in, but she just wants to do it so uh, her parents would get off her back. So April decides to take her, I think her name was like Jen or something, under her wing and convinces her to not apply for this internship um, because they have so much in common and she doesn't want the girl to waste all her time working in parks doing something she doesn't want to do. Um, so she feels successful after doing this. Uh, Craig comes back and asks, why did you, you know, bully my intern into leaving? Uh, because in April explains, like, I didn't want her to waste her life in here. But then Craig tells her that uh, the best thing you ever did was work here because you got to learn from Leslie Nope um, and learn your many talents and da-da-da-da. And so that makes April rethink her position as far as the benefits that she's gotten from working in the parks department. And uh, so she ends up going out and canvassing at a college to find more interns. And she found Craig more interns. That's the end of that story. The other story is Johnny Karate, a.k.a. Andy, has a show, but he's only getting paid $100 a week. For all this hard work that he does, because he pretty much does everything, and he doesn't own the rights to Johnny Karate, and so Tom's like, Tom's Tom's uh kind of bummed because Lucy went to Chicago to go see her boyfriend, um, and so Tom's like, hey, I'll be your agent. So they go to Johnny Karate's, they watch a a filming, and then they go to meet the manager, which is Dax Shepard. <laughs> I forget what his name is in the show. Hank Muntock. Hank Muntock. Uh, and they, Tom starts trying to negotiate a new contract for Andy, which would be five hundred dollars a week, and you know, which still feels kind of low. For yeah, that's what I'm like. Doing. I'm like, are you sure? Because he's like writing, producing, 
the main talent writes all the songs. He does. Well, the remember this is, this is 2017. Services as well. What inflation yeah. has? Yeah, him. inflation. <laughs> I feel um, like 500 would be just one of the salaries of the many things that he does. Yeah, and so um, they start negotiating, but and Dax Shepard agrees. Hank Montauk agrees to do everything except give him the uh, the naming rights. Endless uh, Mike and Ikes as well, <laughs> or bottomless Mike and Ikes <laughs> for the vending machine. Yeah, Andy was ready to sign, but yeah, but he says no. I'm not going to sign if I can't get the name right because Johnny Karate is special to his heart. Uh, Hank told him like just come up with something else, and he starts names off like three names, and Andy's like, oh, those are pretty good, but no, he wants to, <laughs> and they're he also wants all Karate. just karate moves. <laughs> like one of them is Ed Kick. <laughs> <laughs> but and so Dax or dang it, Hank just tells him get out of my office. So I'm guessing he leaves. Oh no, Tom says stay right there. But then I guess Andy does eventually leave because Tom comes to him later that day and tells Andy like, "All right, I got you everything and the naming rights." And uh, and Andy's like, "How did you do that?" And so they cut back and Andy's just crying. And Tom, Hank's Tom's office. just crying. Oh, Tom is just crying in, in uh, Hank's office. Saying, pretty, please, please, give me that. And he's just pacing back and forth crying. And he's bummed out because Lucy's gone. And he just wears Hank out to giving Andy the naming rights. Then, so Andy's leaving. He's happy. Tom is, you know, finishing up, I guess, closing up the uh, restaurant. And Lucy shows up. She's back and is like, hey, what's up? How was your trip? And she was like, uh, it was kind of weird. I broke up with my boyfriend. And I was like, so Tom has the green light now. But and he's like, do you want to talk about it? She's like, nah, but I want I want to talk about something over a glass of wine that happened on social media. I don't remember. It was, uh, I believe, during the BAFTA Awards, it was Nicki Minaj throwing shade at Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. Which is an that's absurd pairing. <laughs> that is, that. that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> and so it looks like Tom, Tom, in it to win it to get back with Lucy. Uh, at the closing of the episode is Leslie and oh, we got to see the kids today. Um, we got to see Leslie and Ben's kids because she did like a scrapbook with Ron or to show Ron and uh of all three of her kids and many many pictures. And Ron just brought one picture of his son with like a uh, axe and a tree stump behind him. And then after Leslie's like, oh, that's cute. Ron tore up the p- picture because he didn't want his son's privacy out there. He's like, what, are, what do people do? Walk around with pictures of their kids in their wallets? Um, but he, uh, as, after Leslie and Ben put their kids to sleep, it's raining outside and they're still kind of working on this proposal. They get a doorbell ring, a ring at the doorbell, a ring at the door. Uh, they open it up. It is, <laughs> it is Ron. <laughs> Super drenched from the rain, holding a gun and a uh, a drone, a grizzle drone that dropped off the boxes. And they're like, "What? What happened?" And he's like, "We have to. The grizzle has to go down. This was at my house." And they're like, "Ron, you have you you you're the most private person ever. You don't have you know a phone. How do they know?" And it's like they got it from Diane's computer about uh, their son about. I guess she posted something about their son, and so they brought him some stuff. The and son. And so now he's mad. 
And he's pissed because as a four-year-old, and he's like, this shouldn't happen. So I shot Tonight, that drone out the sky. He is ready to take Grizzle down. And that's the end of the episode. Da-da-da-da. Sean, one thing you left out was throughout this episode, Craig is trying a new anger management technique that he learned from Richard Nygaard. You talked about this? I mean, he didn't say the Richard Nygaard Briefly. Yeah. He said the, like, saying three things he likes. Well, here's a list. uh, What's her name? The reporter goes to him, to Richard Nygaard. Joan Calamazzo, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the other reporter, but yeah. Anyone. Oh, Sean Amalway Tweep. Yeah. Yeah, I think anyone who goes to a therapist uh, is Dr. Richard Nygaard. He must be the only one in Pawnee. I feel like uh, Dr. Uh, Saperstein also goes to him or mentions him at one point. Unclear. But anyway, Sean, the list of things that Craig, uh, his list of great things of being alive include watermelon martinis, exposed brick, Carrie Russell's hair, Martha Stewart's apron line, Craig's tomato plants, sweet potato pie, very tasty, unlikely animal friend pairings, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Victor Garber, James Garner, and Jennifer Garner. What a motley crew. It, it, and it seems to be working for him because he had a smile, especially after he said Jennifer Love Hewitt. He like, <laughs> had a little grin on his face. I mean, she is a treasure. A treasure. <laughs> that is what you are. Uh, Sean, you were a little uh, disgruntled, or should I say grizzduntled, no. based off last episode. How did you feel about this one? Oh, this episode was entertaining. Uh, I meant to say that earlier when the show. I, I actually enjoyed this. I laughed at this episode. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And I feel like most of the characters were kind of at their best. Like, we had good Leslie. We had reason. Like, Tom was pretty good, too. Yeah. Except for the crying part. But, like, we knew That's that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ron's Ron. He's not He's not how he sometimes isn't Ron. So, yeah. Le- yeah, Leslie wasn't a terrible person this time. I think that's, those, that's when I struggle the most, when, when she's awful. Yeah. Because you see yourself in her, and you don't want to be no, awful. Absolutely, I do uh, not do. Yeah. Would you? Would you buy Biden the Rails, or read it if it was no, gifted no. to you? Nah, it'd just be some decoration on the bookshelf. Fantastic. Why would I want to read that? Like what? <laughs> Thousand and one poems of the Northeast Corps. Sean, have or, you have you ever taken an Amtrak train before? I do not believe so. Well, it's quite majestic. If you're in the proper part of the country, perhaps the Northeast Corridor or uh, the Northwest Corridor, and this will Seattle to Portland trip, it's very beautiful, very breathtaking. Would recommend. Do they do the, uh, like the Bob's Burger, the wine trains? Are they Amtrak? Does Amtrak do that? <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, they definitely would serve wine on the train, I think, but I don't think it would be the same as, as that with the wine bucket testing and the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, maybe they do like specialty days or something, but yeah, I can't imagine like a four hour trip from one city in one state to another city in another state. 
and just pumping you full of wine that whole time because that's those trains go pretty fast and you drink too much wine suddenly you've got stains <laughs> yeah it's just like that <laughs> well sean i hope you're not done talking because it's your turn for top five shall be caught up in the top five okay so in this episode we learned daddy uh it sounded like i said daddy wow we learned it really did the grizzle we learned daddy <laughs> daddy told us <laughs> We learned that the Grizzle Corporation is data mining people's information from their devices, which is completely relevant to today. Uh, it's like sometimes you would just think of something, and all of a sudden, when you log on to Instagram, you have an ad for it. And so today, my top, top wow, Sean Hill, my top my five, <laughs> my top <tithe> is. <laughs> Top five advertisements I read I receive from Instagram from when I just think about things, as it seems. So number five. Number five. Every time I can just be scrolling through Instagram and like, oh man, I've been it's Wednesday or it's Thursday and I haven't eaten bad all week. And I haven't eaten any sweets or cookies. And all of a sudden, a Tiff's Treats ad will pop up. And it doesn't show any other flavor but chocolate chip. Explain that to me. <laughs> Explain that to me. How do they know? How do they know? How does Instagram know that I like specifically top chocolate chip from Tiff's Treats? How do they know? How do they know? They listen to this podcast. Oh, my. See? 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 They, they, they know. The internet oh, always. They know. They always no. Also, Sean, check your door in about half an hour. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I'm uh, trying to be good. Nah, I'm they're close. Be good. Are right, good for now. Oh no, <laughs> I've had gotten a uh, Tiff treats order after they closed just because they forgot to do it, and Ooh, so that's wow. and I and I and so um because I asked them like, hey, where's my order? Like right before they I've closed, been waiting for hours. I, yeah, I literally was, and they said, "Oh my god, it never ma- you paid for it. It just <laughs> never made its way." They, I guess the information didn't travel to them to deliver it, so I guess they had some delivery driver stay late and deliver it to me, and they gave me a twenty five dollar gift card. So good, nice, but no cookies. No, I got the cookie. They didn't <laughs> just deliver a gift card. That would be silly. In a box. Cookies in the car. Oh, that wrapped up with the ribbon. Yeah, that would have been heartbreaking. Mmm, fresh cookie. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that would not be fair. I wonder if the gift card was like $500, I'd be down with it. Sure. But it was $25, as you stated. Uh, Number four. Number four, sometimes I would tell myself, man, I need some new cleats. And so, or some new basketball shoes. Again. I didn't search for new basketball shoes. It would just, you know, come to mind. Lo and behold, I either get a Dick Sporting Goods or Nike uh, ad in Facebook or Instagram for some new new cleats or some new basketball shoes. And again, who who's listening? Because Big Brothers is all around us. I don't have a Big Brother, so who is this Big Brother? I'm a slapper. Brother Instagram. 
Brother Instagram. Brother Robsy. <laughs> number three. Number three. And okay, number three, I do understand how they know <laughs> uh, what I want all the time because it's Pizza Hut and there's always the damn pepperoni pizza in my emails or in my in my Instagram or my Facebook. If not, I'm just on Safari and I go to a website on that banner on the right hand side. We got stuffed crust pizza for eleven ninety nine. It's just all pepperoni and all lovely, and I want it, but I can't have it because I had one the other day. That's normally why I tell myself I can't have it, but then I didn't get it again, so it just doesn't matter. Like <laughs> I'm very weak. I had no self control. <laughs> Sean, are you Please. subscribed to multiple pizza emails? No, used to be. I uh, used to be. I used to be subscribed to Domino's, Pop John's, Pizza Hut, but uh, I had to take them off just because I was eating too much pizza, and I started to look like a bowling ball. He's <laughs> starting to look like a pizza himself. They, <laughs> I, I am. You are what you eat. I am certain. Speaking of listening, that Domino's and Papa John's are listening to each other. Because I am still on both mailing lists. I believe in both cases I signed up for free pizza. Papa John's back when you picked who won the coin toss in the Super Bowl. They don't do that promotion anymore to get free pizza. And I didn't even get it right. And still won the free pizza because America got it right. And if that's not democracy, I don't know what is. Hmm. But in any case, the point of this segue is that when one of them sends an email, I invariably get a second email from the other one. Within 10 minutes. So I feel like there's some sort of way they're listening and seeing when it's going out and being like, hey, we're going to send a pizza email as well. And ours will be closer to the top of your inbox. And rarely am I seeing this right when they send it out. So it's just like, oh, two pizzas back to back. Huh. Huh. And then I I order from both. Because I don't want to be mean and pick favorites. (laughs) That's a lot of pizza. But y'all got a household of Three people, two dogs. So you know, there's plenty of pizza and nothing dogs love more than pizza. These dogs with do love sausage, pizza. pineapple, mushrooms, anchovies, and parmesan chicken. The only part of the pizza they eat is the crust, because that's oh. the only part we allow them to eat. Number two, or the entire pie, if I leave them unattended for a few minutes, I mean, yeah. as has happened. But before we get to uh, number two, you you referencing or me and you referencing the dogs eating pizza reminded me of the time we were celebrating Haley's birthday and girl dog was there and Joey while holding a pizza (laughs) (laughs) picked up girl dog and as he was picking up girl dog ate the pizza (laughs) in his hand and so you get you get to the top of him holding girl dog at his chest and she's just chewing just she got the pizza (laughs) Yeah, she took the whole slice out of his hand. It was the greatest maneuver I've ever seen. And she did it so like seamlessly. He was just because she ate it quick. Yeah, she did it quick, but she yeah, Joey didn't even fully comprehend it until it was happening. Dogs eating pizza. Okay, and I was like, yeah, you can't pick her up when you got a pizza. (laughs) Number two. Um, This happens on Facebook and YouTube all the time, and I don't know how to stop it. I don't know if I do want to stop it. Flashlights. No. Oh. Um, thankfully, that doesn't pop up. But um, <laughs> so if I go to watch a video on Facebook of like some comedian talking, it automatically starts another video, like a, a next video. Mm-hmm. And 
the next video that always starts are old wrestling videos from like when I watched <laughs> wrestling in oh. the late 90s. Every time it's like, oh, remember when The Rock went off against Stone Cold? And I was like, how does it know I want to watch this right now? I absolutely <laughs> want to watch. It's always on YouTube too. As soon as I log on to YouTube, um, the first thing I see is old wrestling videos. Undertaker versus Kane and D-Generation X. I was like, remember this moment back in 2001? I was like, no, let's see. And then I watch it. I'll be like, oh yeah. And then another video starts and I got I just go down a rabbit hole. It's bad. And I wish they didn't know that I like wrestling videos from back in the day so much. Sean, we may have asked this on the podcast before, but do you have a favorite wrestler from back in the day? Favorite wrestler from back in the day is Stone Cold Steve Austin. But he is the reason that it's got getting kind of dark. It's kind of, he is the reason why I stopped watching wrestling, like I guess 2003-ish. Because I guess in his real life, he got charged with domestic assault or domestic violence. So I was like, well, can't watch this anymore. <laughs> So do not watch football, which is full of domestic offenders. So yeah, that's how that sure goes. Not. Sean, my exposure to wrestling was very limited growing up. It was basically whatever was on the video games that I had. And the first system was Super Nintendo and the WWF WrestleMania game, I believe, Great. is just all it was called, where you, you can only choose from six characters. Great game. Fantastic game. Doink the Clown, one of them, for some reason. But I always enjoyed Razor Ramon. I thought he was my favorite to play with. So I always told people Razor Ramon was my favorite wrestler. And apparently that gets you some scoffs nowadays. So I was always Undertaker or Hulk Hogan in that game. I remember that game. That game was awesome. It was a fantastic game. Fight 100 wrestlers in a row. (laughs) Can you beat the gauntlet? The answer is no, because you get tired. Give up. Yeah. 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 Number one. Number one is the most obvious, because I mentioned it earlier, but I get so many McDonald's DoorDash (laughs) ads. It's painful, man. And especially when I'm wasted. It's painful, man. I was like, oh, I want it so bad. I'm going to get it. Um, (laughs) But then, so I guess... Oh, like you said, with the you get the two emails back to back from pizza companies. That so I get the McDonald's DoorDash, and I scroll down a few panels. There's the Grubhub one, and then there's the Uber Eats, and then the Favor. I'm like, no. And then McDonald's itself, because <laughs> they know it's a pandemic, and they know um, I ain't been going nowhere. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Have the ads ever been specifically like, hey, did you drink too much? McDonald's. <laughs> no, they have not said that. <laughs> not yet. Give it time. But they, you, yeah, they'll, they know and they'll figure a way. Doesn't Jack and Box have commercials like that? Like, oh, we'll offer late night well, if you're higher. Yeah, they <laughs> literally call their late night meals like munchy boxes. And they heavily imply on the commercials. They're like, if you're up late and like you're hungry or some shit, just come on down <laughs> to Jack in the Box. We got you this munchies in a yeah, box. Yeah, and it, the actors would be people that are literally stoned out on the couch. Or like, yeah. <laughs> I'm often too like, scared of Mr. Box to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat this. 
frightening mascots, Jack in the Box and Burger King. Yeah, the Jack in the Box commercials got very weird for a while. I feel like they sort of scaled back, and then now they're coming back again with the weirdness. But yeah, Jack had like a whole family, but his wife was not a... a she had a human head, but then his the children would have the little Jack ball heads, and they would just do... All, I don't know. It's the whole thing. Very bananas. I don't care for it. My dad used to have one of those jack balls on the antenna of his car. Um, and those were popular. They were super popular. And they'd like give them to, I think they'd come for free sometimes. Like I, they just gave it to us one day when we were there. But he had it on there for a long time. And at my middle school, when he would come to, when the parents would come to pick you up, like the, the line would go way down the street. There was a red light. It would go all the way down through that. And I could always see his truck from super far away because I could see that jack ball. And people would not believe me. I'd be like, that truck down there, that's him. How do you know? I'm like, I can see the jack ball. They're like, no. And I'm like, okay, I promise you that's the truck. Let's go get in it and we'll go. And then it always was. I don't know why I was like, you can't possibly know that that's there. But like, you can. Top five. Sean was caught up in the top five retargeting. Also, very quickly, Sean. We didn't do our did you notice? Did you notice? And Haley actually pointed this one out. So she did notice. I did notice. We'll see if you did as well. I April mentions that she started as an intern at the Parks Department when she was 20 years old. And she has now been there for a decade. But as you may recall from the season one lackluster episode Boys Club, April posts a video of herself drinking wine and being drunk off of said wine. And it's quite the controversy because she's only 19 then, but she's very much working in the parks department then. So yeah, and crazy. it's implied that she's been there for a little while at that point. So she was 18 or 19 when she started, but maybe she was maybe still an four. intern there and she wasn't officially working until later. But no, she says internship. So yeah, I did notice that. And I was like, what? That's not right. We stopped watching, in fact, for quite yeah, some time. Yeah, I left the room. Not really, but... Typical. I did not have the time to leave the room. We know... I noticed. I don't know who <laughs> didn't notice or who did. Well, regardless if you knew or not, <laughs> perhaps we can all fare a little better in categories. Cat categories. As we mentioned, Uh-oh. Hamuel L. Jackson in Pork Fiction was a major plot point of this episode. Mm. Or should I say a major... Pork point. Plot point. Plot point. Plot point. Okay. That's better wordplay. It's the same one as Tom Selleink, but mm-hmm. such is life. So this category is going to be any movie where there is an animal as a main character. I will start with Madagascar. Hmm. Madagascar 2. Happy Feet. Babe Pig in the City. Um, there's also a second one of that, but I'm not 100% what it's called. So I'm going to go with Charlotte's Web instead. Bambi. The first one might just be Babe. Yeah, the first one is just Babe. Is that yours? No, I'll let you have it. I'll do Happy Feet. Oh, no, he's a Bambi. No, before that. You said Happy Feet before? Okay, well, I was thrown off by Babe. So we will continue. No, it's fine. I'm (laughs) done. We will continue? Uh... (laughs) I'll do a dog's 
purpose. Okay. All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven, too. The Secret Life of Pets 2. Babe. Oh, okay. About to say, like, didn't... Uh, homeward, homeward Bound. The Secret Life of Pets. Homeward Bound 2. <laughs> homeward um, Bound has one of my favorite lines in any movie, which is Chance saying, I'm too poop to poop. Because been there, Chance. Is that when he gets the... Uh, the head, the uh, porcupine needles in his face. I don't think so. I think it's after they've been running for a while, and he's just very exhausted. But yes. Oh, um, I was not delaying for a movie. Uh, Zootopia. Oh, Zootopia, Zootopia too. No, <laughs> that's no, not. No. Nope. You're done. I, I was gonna do Space Jam. It's two strikes. Name an animal from. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Any Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, Lion King. What's the movie where the dogs do the spaghetti kiss? Lady and the Lion King. Lady and Tramp. Jungle Book. Lion King 2. Who's the main character in Jungle Book? Simba's Pride. Uh, Baloo? Mowgli. It's Mowgli. I said is a main character. Mowgli, Mowgli's not the only main character in Jungle Book. I thought you said the Who's main said? character. And what? It, what are you guys talking about? Sean's criticizing my Jungle Book pick. Oh, it's fine. I'll be out on Jungle Book. That's no, fine. That's fine. Just no, that's fine. Strike we, three, boo. No, it's fine. Whatever. King Louie. No, no, no. Shere Khan. No, no, no. Whatever. Nahira. It's fine. They no. all up in there. Go back. Go it's back and listen. Name. I thought you said the main character. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Whatever, Sean. I'll take the L. Are you dinosaurs animals? The good dinosaur. Time. Yeah, I was I was about Wally. to go down land before main character is a bug. <laughs> no, Yates. Ants. Yes, a bug's life. A bug's Toy Story, Slinky Dog. No, <laughs> not a main character. Like you don't even care. I love Slinky Dog. I know though. he's so good. <laughs> he's a girl well, dog, but a Slinky. I know. What a Slinky. <laughs> well, another rousing game of categories and Cat Sean. You're going to try and guess the next episode. It's a new bit. And you will only be provided with the title of next week's episode. There will be no other factual information given to you other than This is not a title. new bit. I can't even tell you what episode of the season Joey it is. Joey just thinks this is a fun game to play. And <laughs> pretending it's a new bit. It's a game within a game. We're trying it out. We're seeing how it works. And Sean, you will only have 15 seconds to give us a full synopsis of the episode, and then we will critique you harshly next week hmm. based on whether you got it right That's a new bit. or incorrect. And the episode title of next week okay, Purd. is Save JJ's. Go. Uh-oh. I guess JJ Designers is going out of business because they ain't got no money, and it's Leslie's favorite place. And so now... They had to raise money to save JJ. So maybe Tom will buy it and be the second owner of JJ's. And now he have two restaurants. He does like doing jobs where everyone else does all the work. Yeah, and he just comes in and gets money. Yeah, like an agent He's or a restaurant it. owner. <laughs> Do we want to also... So we're recording this episode prior to the Super Bowl, but this episode is going to release after the Super Bowl... Do we want to oh, say predictions? For the, and then we just 
laugh at how wrong we were. Sure, yes. I always enjoy that. What you got, Sean? All right. So you listen to this episode after the Chiefs come away with the 52 to 10 victory. Patrick Mahomes throws for seven touchdowns, six of them to Travis Kelsey, one of them to himself. <laughs> oh, so you're yeah. also predicting the the touch, like who the passes are going is to. The throw, is the throw to himself uh, deflected or is he just throwing it up in the air and then no, running and he catching He throws it? it up in the air. You know, Mahomes have been playing 4D chess his entire career. So he got wide open receivers in the end zone. The DBs are scrambling back to get to them. So he just throws it up in the air and runs and catches it himself. Who would have thought? I can't wait to see it. <laughs> on the replay <laughs> I hope that's the first play of the game <laughs> all the way across the field um... <laughs> that two yard gain but he runs 50 yards <laughs> laterally across the field <laughs> no uh, he said it was a touchdown yeah they were just at their own two yard line but he runs all oh, the way okay. to the right side then hoists it up Runs to the left side, taps the toes, drags the back foot, <laughs> touchdown. My prediction will be a little more grounded in reality. I think the Buccaneers are going to make it frustratingly close. I'm hoping for at least a uh, entertaining game, although I'm still rooting for the Chiefs to win. 34-27. I think that's probably around... I think, I think I don't know what the over-under is, but it's probably around 58 or so, so we'll give a slight over to it. And the first touchdown of the game, Sean, it's going to be scored by Scotty Miller. Uh-oh, who says he's And it'll be his only catch Curry. of the game. Oh. Yeah, it'll be his only catch of the game, and uh, he'll, he'll catch it and get a touchdown. <laughs> oh, that's what's going to happen. Scotty and, Miller. And yeah. Man... Tom Brady better not win another Super Bowl. But I'm scared because uh, the entire Chiefs offensive line is hurt. So, oh, dang. I Yeah, I think uh, it's a wishful. I've bet against Tom Brady in every game this year, except, and by bet, I mean rooted for the other team, um, <laughs> including the Packers. Yes, the supposed Bears huge rival. I was rooting for the Packers, um, but such is life. I don't really dislike anyone else on the Bucks. I just, yeah, I just... We're fed up with Tom Brady. Still. Well, I'm going to predict that the Buccaneers are going to win the the coin toss. That's definitely going to happen. But on their first, you know, series running down the field, uh, it's going to be a turnover on downs. And then um, game will end 36-32. I'm going to make it a little closer game. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, though. That will remain a mystery until it happens. But I do think it's going to be some fun plays. Uh, the halftime show is going to go well. No injuries there. Do you know who's playing in the halftime show? Some musician, I'm sure. That is correct. Perfect. Done. Uh, and <laughs> also, I think that there's going to be one, just like a little baby fight, but no one will get ejected because it's just like a little baby. They'll just get, you know, some penalties. Your favorite. 
No, I like a, I like a full. Haley wants a brawl. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anyone to get like a long-lasting injury, but I do like the absurdness of some of the brawls. Haley wants someone that's on injured reserve to come out with like a crutch or a helmet. I'm just thinking of the Miami fight when Brandon Merriweather came out on crutches and was waving a crutch around in the air because that was mm. his contribution to the fight because he was injured. Otherwise, it was delightful, but. Let's answer the most important question here. What color Gatorade will be poured on the winning coach? I'm going with classic lemon line yellow. Gotta be orange. Uh, it will not be Gatorade. It will be a uh, a jar full of confetti. Or a, not a jar. <laughs> not- Just one singular jar. It's <laughs> a baby igloo, food small, A cooler. Yeah. Full of confetti. And they'll be like, oh, he's running away. He's not going to get... Oh, it was just confetti. They got him. I mean, that lingers for a while, too. That's kind of like Gatorade you can nicely wash off. I probably should have guessed red. Both of these teams wear red. But they don't drink red Gatorade. We'll go red confetti. No, they don't drink red Gatorade. That's why they're pouring it. Oh, it's just a pouring Gatorade. I'm going orange still. Okay. I'll stick with yellow. Okay. Live it up. But it's not Gatorade. What color uniforms are they going to wear? Both red, but the same uniform. This has probably already been announced, right? All red. I don't know. Everybody wears all red. Yeah. No one, no one in the stands knows what's happening. No. By the stands, I mean at home. <laughs> or on the field, because <laughs> everyone's yeah. in red, and it's very confusing. Although I believe uh, Kansas City's and Tampa Bay's uh, opacities of red are a little different. Which is easy to determine yeah. when you're. In the middle Kansas of all cities the cities, is a little bit of a, a pure red, I would say, and Tampa Bay is just a, a little more red orange or orange, as it's sometimes called. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to look back on these predictions and just be stunned at how accurate they were. All well, three all of three. us correctly <laughs> yeah. predicting the score and various events happening throughout the game. I'm very excited about it. If you'd like, to leave us your Super Bowl predictions, which will be after the game is played by the time you're hearing this, why not head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, drop your favorite moment from the Super Bowl, or predict the 2022 Super Bowl and guess what will happen in it. There will probably be another quarterback throwing another touchdown to themselves, as Sean (laughs) has accurately predicted. And we're all talking about that play, still watching it. Very impressive. Patrick Mahomes. You can also subscribe on Spotify or follow on Facebook or Twitter at Parks Rec Pod and say hello. And if you place any bets based on our predictions and you win some hella cash, let us know. Hella cash. Parks and Rec. This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.